May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight. O oh God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Uh, it says that the Reverend Luz Cabrera Montes is going to preach, so Luz, come on up here. <laughs> I was assigned to preach, but this was a holdover, I think, from last week. Um, I have come back from vacation, and uh, I'm sorry about that stressed-out email I sent about all my ailments, but going off on a road trip with my husband is the best cure for everything. So just what the doctor ordered, and I'm feeling better, and um, just so happy to be back uh, with you all in the hundred and something weather in Houston in August. I mean, it's just the best time to be here. Am I right? <laughs> These scriptures today are powerful. Uh, the letter of Paul to the Hebrews gives two versions of what it means to be faithful, right? Uh, first, if you're faithful, you will uh, escape slavery and lead a people into freedom, you will, let's see, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just, you will conquer kingdoms, you will administer justice, you will escape the edge of the sword, you will shut the mouths of lions, all sorts of wonderful things will happen. And if you're faithful, also, this may be your fate. You may be tortured, mocked, flogged, chained and imprisoned, stoned to death, sawn in two. So really, being faithful has uh, varying outcomes, shall we say. I don't know, but I think many of you know the lyrics to the song, um, The Saints of God. And this verse from Hebrews, I sing a song of the saints of God, is the, is the hymn. And this uh, passage from the letter of St. Paul to the Hebrews reminds me of the verse, and one was a soldier, and one was a priest, and one was slain by a fierce wild beast. So the saints of God have all sorts of varying outcomes. depends on the times in which you live, in the context in which you live, what and how you are called to speak up and be faithful for the good news of God in Christ, to the good news of God in Christ. And sometimes you will be able to come out as the world sees triumphant, and sometimes you will give your life to a cause that is right, but maybe not triumphant in this time, seemingly. And that is what I believe, in part, Jesus is talking about in the gospel today. Jesus says, I've not come to bring peace. I've come to bring division, among many other things. This is a powerful Jesus 
who has not come to call his disciples to be the go-along, to-get-along gang. These are not people, this is not a savior, this is not a friend, this is not a teacher who says things are going to be easy, don't cause any ripples in the dynamics of your family or your community or your um, city. This is a Jesus that says, yes, I've come to bring division because I stand for something. I call you to talk about the hard truths, to speak a word of truth where lies are spoken, to speak a word of healing when souls have been broken, to have the hard conversations, to hold up the mirrors, to do what needs to be done to enter into change where it's needed. So the division that Jesus brings is about standing up for love, for light, for grace, for healing, and that's a hard thing. And there are forces for many reasons that defy that that do, are scared of that. What Jesus is not saying, in my opinion, is, and this might be a funny uh, phrase to use, but I think you'll understand it. He's not trying to be the devil's advocate. He's not trying to say you are to, you know, sow division just because it's fun. You're not going to be the contrarian just because you have the power to do it. Division for division's sake is not a game the faithful ought to play. It's not smart. It's not clever. It's not Christian. We know this world is so polarized populism, polarization, even post-truth. People question the very fundamentals has hurt us. And as we get closer to elections, it's going to continue to hurt us. So one of the things I think that this gospel invites us to is, and the epistle which says, persevere, persevere, is to keep doing the best we can, not expecting one outcome or the other, resisting dehumanizing others who differ from us because we dehumanize ourselves when we do that. I am, I am, was trying, I was thinking I was helping someone, a friend, a colleague, when I needed to get some crutches. They needed crutches. I had crutches. I told them I would meet them uh, in uh, uh, Greater Houston to give them the crutches that they needed for their uh, parishioner. And, and I, you know, I drove out there 
and I had, it was my day off, I had cat hair all over me, all over my clothes, cat and dog hair all over my clothes, no makeup on, my hair pulled back. I just thought I was going to meet him for uh, a handoff, right? And this was right after the news of the immigrants who died, the 53 who died, suffocated in San Antonio, came out. And he had told me we would pray together, and I thought we were just going to pray together, like, like me and him, right? And, and, and I got there, and there were like 12 news cameras. And I'm sh ashamed to say my first thought was, I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. And then I'm even more ashamed to say that my second thought was, oh my God, what does my hair look like? <laughs> but I prayed with the group gathered for those people who had been so ultimately dehumanized that they died in our state. And he helped me get out of my head and speak the truth when I thought I was going to be a little helpful to him. Jesus calls us into things that are hard, calls us into things that we're not expected for. And so we are to prepare through prayer and practice of love and grace, self-awareness, to be prepared when we find ourselves in a place to speak the truth, either personally or publicly. Today is the feast day of the Reverend Jonathan Merrick Daniels. Well, he was a seminarian. I always want to say the Reverend, but he wasn't ever ordained because he was, in 1965, he responded to the call of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. to go help um, uh, desegregate uh, places in Alabama and to help with voter registration. And unfortunately, when he and some others who had been doing that work were in uh, Hainville, Alabama one morning uh, going to make a phone call and to get a soft drink at one of the few places that actually served non-whites because they were in a mixed crowd. Um, a deputy sheriff stopped them from walking into the store and pointed his gun at a 17-year-old Ruby Sales and this Episcopal seminarian, Jonathan Merrick Daniels, jumped in front of her and saved her life. In 1991, the Episcopal Church made him a martyr, and today is the day uh, that he gave his life. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. called that one of the most beautiful acts of Christian love that he had known. There is so much that we don't know about what we will happen when we do the right thing. And yet we are called not to take the easy way around, 
not to take the alternate route <laughs> that keeps us from having to face the times we're in. We're called to walk faithfully. And sometimes we'll be okay and sometimes we will not. But we will always be in that great cloud of witnesses that walk with us. Amen.